All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that is exactly what you're going to get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Summer is upon us, and whatever you have going on, a vacation, a staycation, a summer wedding, well, Macy's has you covered. If you need summer dresses, matching sets, volume sleeve tops, wedges, straw-crafted bags, I mean, really, they have what you need head to toe. I'm talking Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. So shop summer must-haves at Macy's. Go to Macy's.com slash style. Again, that's Macy's.com slash style. In every pair of Tacova's boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. Tacova's boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they're going to last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tacova store, where you're going to be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. So come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And don't go gently, y'all. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful, thing. Laugh a little more, things. Tight, tighten up your core, things. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. Happy Thursday. Hope you're having a great week. Uh, today's episode is kind of a quick one, and all four things are me. They're four totally random things that I thought would be good stuff for us to go over, stuff for me and you both. So I hope you enjoy the episode. And if you're looking for something to listen to when you get done listening to this, I recently started a true crime episode. I'm only on, or a true crime podcast. I'm only on episode two, but I'll just recommend it to you real quick. It's called Bear Brook. B-E-A-R-B-R-O-O-K. And Bobby was talking about it on the morning show about how his girlfriend, Caitlin, was making him listen to it. And at first he's like, eh, I'm not really feeling this. And then he got into it, which I'm already into it. And I'm only on episode two. So check that out. Other recommendations I have for you are Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. I'm three episodes into that and it's amazing. Let's see. Uh, Yellowstone is back in case you didn't know, except for with Yellowstone, it's not all out there at once. So you can't just 
unless of course you haven't seen seasons one and two, then you can go binge them. But the current season, season three, you have to wait for the episode to air on Sunday and then Monday it's available on Amazon. But I think you can watch it on Peacock's new streaming network for free, but maybe that's seasons one and two. I don't know exactly how it works out, but those are just some little recommendations for you. And then when it comes to books, I guess I give you a podcast and TV shows. I might as well give you a book recommendation. I'm a, a little more than halfway done with the Hunger Games, Hunger Games prequel uh, that recently came out, and it is so good. So if you're looking for something fiction to take your mind off things, obviously, I think a lot of us have been reading heavy stuff, which I think is still important to educate yourself. If you've gotten some of those anti-racist books that, you know, we, uh, we shared on the podcast over the last couple of months, but if you're looking for something light, it's definitely an escape. Then I recommend this prequel. It's pretty good. It's about president snow. It goes 64 years back. So I love it. Uh, let me think if there's anything else I wanted to share with y'all. Stevenson's birthday is coming up on August 10th. In the past two years for his birthday, we have made shirts that uh, with little sayings that he says. And for a while, he would say, Mom, chill out, relax, calm down. So when he turned eight, we put out a chill out shirt with the money going to help the orphanage in Haiti. Then when he turned nine last year, we put out relax. And then this year we're going to put out calm down. And last night, Mary and I, I think finalized the design of what we want it to look like. We just need to get Stevenson's stamp of approval. But if you have the other two shirts and those are kind of, that's a thing where we just put them up for a day or two and whatever sells, sells, and we don't make any more. So it really is a cool collection to have. So if you have the other two, then get ready on August 10th to have the third one, which might be my favorite of them all. The design that we came up with, I was like, Oh, this is really cute. I, I like it. Uh, or if you don't have the other two, then maybe you can at least get the calm down one. Um, and then speaking of Stevenson, his little handwriting on the Be The Change shirts, y'all posting your pictures oh, of you and your families and those shirts. It's just super cool. And those are shirts that are part of the Ally Fund, which uh, 100% of the proceeds go to uh, fight racial injustice. So y'all are amazing. You're awesome. And Coming up on this episode, you're going to hear a little talk about Instagram versus reality. That's the first thing. Then the second thing I get into is navigating uncomfortable conversations, which some of us might be having in our homes right now, given what's going on in the world, or maybe just any situation that you might be in where you have to have an uncom uncomfortable conversation. I go through some steps on how you can have a productive one. Uh, the third thing, uh, best foods for your brain specifically for kids developing brains. So if you're a mom and you've got kids, you want to listen to that one. But obviously as adults, we could make sure that we're incorporating these foods as well. And then the fourth thing is uh, mental health and how can you um, try to have, stay mentally healthy, especially during these crazy times. Um, and I hope that if y'all have a chance to practice gratitude during a lot of this, that's another thing Mary and I were also working on last night was our gratitude journal 2.0. And we were working on our letter that we put in the beginning. And it was kind of like, uh, 
never thought we'd live during a pandemic, but here we are. And one thing that you can do for yourself during these times that you have control over is your attitude when it comes to things. And when you practice giving thanks and having an attitude of gratitude, as cheesy as that sounds, it really can be beneficial for you. So I say this all the time, doesn't even have to be in our journal. If you want it to be great, awesome, support it. If not, then just jot it down on a piece of paper, any old notebook, type it into your iPhone. Um, This is the four things podcast. So if it's something that's part of your routine, then make the four things gratitude part of your routine. Maybe whenever you listen to an episode that reminds you to pull out your phone and write down four things that you are thankful for. Cool. 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 Okay. Here's today's episode and I'll see you, uh, I guess after this episode next Tuesday for the Q and a episode, don't forget to send me your questions Four things with Amy Brown at gmail.com is where you can send those. Okay. Bye. First thing. That's right. Let's talk Instagram for a second. Well, actually, I guess social media in general. I say Instagram because that's the outlet that I'm on the most, but maybe for you, it's Facebook or Twitter or TikTok. But I think from time to time, you need to take inventory of who you're following or maybe even who you're not following. Like maybe there's accounts you should be following that would be great for you, that would be informative for you, that would be uplifting and inspiring for you. Or maybe there's accounts that you need to mute. Maybe you don't want to hurt somebody's feeling by unfollowing them, depending on the situation or the relationship you have with the person. Or maybe it's a person that would never even know if you unfollowed them. Maybe it's time to just mute or unfollow because the content is not bringing you joy. It doesn't mean that person is bad. It doesn't mean that their content doesn't bring other people joy. Just personally, it's not resonating with you. So maybe it's time to unfollow. But when it comes to following accounts that are going to be good for you, I know for me recently, I've done some unfollowing and some following and a lot of new accounts that I am now thankful to have in my feed have to do with the racial injustice. A lot of accounts that are helping hold me accountable to that, educate me, keep me informed. And then also accounts that are involved in eating disorder, recovery, body image stuff, stuff that's good for me to see every day that can remind me of the journey that I'm on and lift me up. And one person I want to share with you today, the reason why I'm even bringing this up is because of a recent follow of mine. And it's at Dana Mercer on Instagram. And I I recommend you give her a follow if you feel like this resonates with you. I'm going to read with you a post that she recently put up, but I will let you know in her bio, she does say that she's in eating disorder recovery. And she also says, I'm just helping gals feel normal. And that's definitely what her posts do. So now I'm going to share with you a post that she put up with two side-by-side pictures. Both pictures are of her in the same swimsuit, but her body is in slightly different positions with different lighting. And here's the caption that she wrote to accompany the pics. Insta versus reality, or let's talk lighting, because that's the main difference in these photos. In one, my bum is deliberately angled into the shadows. The softer light hides my cellulite and smooths most of my stretch marks. It's flattering. In the other, I'm just casually squatting beside the mirror. My hips and thighs are in the sunlight. Lumps and bumps are on show. There are a few posing differences. Core tight, hips popped back, squeezing. But mostly, this pic is about light working its magic. When I worked in magazines, we shot at sunrise or sunset. On most sets, there were people holding sun diffusers and reflectors to help create the perfect flattering balance of shadow and light. 
The same thing happens on social media, just in a different form. Most Insta models know exactly how to pose and work their angles. And they know lighting too, like how side light diffuses from a window. It's the most flattering for abs, but usually pretty harsh on the face. It's why you'll often see phones covering the face or how shadows can gently eliminate certain lumps and bumps. All that is fine with me, honestly. It's art and photography, and there's no shame in wanting to look fierce. But what I also want to remind you about is how so much on here is filtered, posed, perfected, and how you shouldn't ever compare yourself to a stranger on the internet. Because girl, you're just seeing their snapshots taken in perfect light. Your reality is a whole lot more varied, diverse, and human than that. It's more perfectly imperfect, real, raw. And that's a wonderful thing indeed. You got this. And then that's the end of the post. And really, y'all, she has so many great posts like this. Again, her handle is at Dana Mercer, and she is doing exactly what she set out to do with her account, helping gals feel normal. And so I ask you to just take inventory of who you're following. There's a lot of amazing accounts out there like this. And what happens when you start following accounts such as Dana's, you see who she's reposting or who's commenting on her pictures or who's reposting her. I mean, that's how I came across her was... I believe it was Mary that reposted her in the beginning, but then I realized some of the other girls that I've been following in the, you know, normalized bodies world and eating disorder recovery world were following her as well. And I thought, oh, well, then it's probably going to be good for me to follow her. And so far, I've been super impressed with her encouragement and her ability to just really get real with people and show you Insta versus reality. So definitely check her out. Second thing. Time Magazine put out an article that had some tips for navigating uncomfortable conversations. And for me, when I read it, I was like, whoa, I need to summarize some of these and share them on the podcast because I feel like there's so many things happening in the world right now, in our country right now, that continue to divide us, whether it's Black Lives Matter or COVID-19, wearing masks, not wearing masks, politics. I mean, November is coming up. I mean, there's just so many things and we're just so divided because we can't have productive dialogue. And some people don't get the chance to grow because I feel like they're holding on to questions or thoughts that they've been too afraid to bring up with others because they don't know how to have the conversation. And we really do have to learn how to better navigate uncomfortable conversations. So I hope that by sharing these tips, we can have some of these much-needed talks with people, whether it's in our own home or with our coworkers or online, with people that we're close to or maybe even people that we're not close to online. I mean, online's kind of a dangerous place to have some of these conversations because even then with texting things or writing stuff out, it's hard. But I would just encourage you to take note of these little tips and hopefully they will come in handy for you. Tip one, don't go in thinking the worst. Approaching a difficult conversation with a negative attitude can lead to avoiding an important discussion. And sometimes we think the conversation is gonna be worse than it actually is because we've built it up in our head to be this awful, awful thing when really we don't have to sabotage it before the conversation has even started. Tip number two, avoid making you statements. And now this is something I'm personally guilty of if I'm having maybe a tough conversation with my husband. The article said that when we use the word you, it makes people defensive 
because they're being associated with the behavior or the situation. The phrase you need is especially one that triggers a lot of people. They feel attacked and it's definitely used too frequently. So try to share what you're trying to share without pointing the finger by using you, Y-O-U, or you need. Just eliminate that. Tip number three, be open. Now, we need to be able to see the issue from the other person's point of view. And when we show the openness to the other person, then it lessens the severity of the other person's point of view simply by being open. That's it. That's all you got to do with that one. Tip four, realize you're probably not going to change someone's beliefs. And now this is where I think people struggle, especially, I don't know, on Facebook. Just remember, you're in a conversation. You're not at war with the person. You're not in a battle. And that's a good way to frame it. It's just a conversation. Like You don't have to be going after them like, I'm going to change your belief right this very second. Well, you can do have a chat with them and maybe you're someone that's planting a seed that could change their perspective or their point of view. If that's what needs to happen, maybe their point of view doesn't need to be changed in their mind. Tip number five, know when to walk away from the discussion. You know, after a while, you may realize that there's no saving the conversation at all. So you may just need to walk away or totally change the topic if you'd still like to continue hanging out with the person. Just find something else completely different to talk about and then maybe revisit the conversation at another time when both of you are ready for it. So those are just five simple tips on how you can navigate some uncomfortable conversations. Again, it could have to do with any of the many things that are going on in our crazy world right now. Um, But I also want to say it also just be some stuff in home, like things going on. I mean, I brought up that I struggle with you statements when talking to my husband, and that isn't necessarily like an intense world topic conversation, but it's stuff that's going on in our home where I immediately probably cause him to go on the defense because I say, you do this, da-da-da-da, when really I could reframe the conversation and not try to point fingers, but still have a productive conversation with him. So take these tips and apply them in your life wherever you see fit. All right, I want to tell you about something really awesome that Macy's is doing. It is currently Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, online and in-store. For the entire month of May, you can join Macy's in supporting AAPI-owned fashion brands. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or simply round up in-store to APIA scholars. Now, APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. And Macy's has made it super easy. You can just round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA Scholars, which is an educational nonprofit. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Again, that's Macy's.com. You're going to be doing some shopping anyway. Why not round up and give back? That's Macy's.com or in-store. All right, so I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. I want to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and that's where Quince comes into play. You can go see for yourself all the awesome stuff they have. 
especially for summer right now, like European linen dresses and blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 14 karat gold jewelry, so much more. And if you're like me, you're like, hmm, this just seems too good to be true. Well, what Quince does is they partner directly with top factories and they cut out the cost of the middleman and they pass the savings on to us. So we are getting things for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. For example, I'm literally looking on their website right now at this open knit cover up maxi dress that'll be great for the summer, 100% organic cotton, and it's $49.90. It could retail for $148. So that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. All you got to do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash Amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. I don't want to waste my time taking vitamins that aren't really going to do much for me. Like I want research. I want to know like, hey, this is actually doing something for my body. And Ritual knows this. That's why they conducted the research. They've done clinical trials on their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. The results, well, it increased vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. And as a woman, I want healthy vitamin D levels and omega-3 levels. And all I got to do is take my Ritual Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin every morning. I take them on an empty stomach, but sometimes if I forget, I may take them in the afternoon. It's really up to you when you want to take them. There's nine key nutrients in two delayed release capsules. And what the delay release capsules does for us is it optimizes our body's absorption of these nutrients. It's gentle on the empty stomach. Like I said, I can take it first thing in the morning and I'm totally fine. And with a minty essence in every bottle, it actually makes taking your vitamins enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual is essential for women. 18 plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash four things. Start ritual or add essential for women. 18 plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash four things for 25% off. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food. Everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month. And when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. I was recently looking up the best 
brain foods for kids because I got two kids and I worry about their brains and proper development. And I found four of the best brain foods for kids, which I mean, means they're good for adults too, but I was mainly looking for brain development. So I thought I would share the foods with you. But before I get into the four simple foods that I found, I have a little story about blueberries from my family trip to Colorado last week and how my brother-in-law was totally giving me a hard time because I made a bowl of blueberries as a snack. And every time that Stevenson would eat one, I would say, wow, you look so much smarter after you ate that blueberry. Your brain loved it. And Stevenson would smile so big and he was actually reading while eating his snack. And I could tell he felt more confident with his reading every time I would encourage him about the blueberry helping his brain. And my brother-in-law was sitting across from us at the table and just rolling his eyes at me. I think he thought I was super lame for telling him that, but I totally disagree. Stevenson loved loves doing positive things for his body. He loves when something is good for his muscles or even his brain. So if I can reinforce him eating more berries by giving him instant positive feedback in the moment, then yes, that berry did just impact his brain in a positive way. And I wanted to prove my brother-in-law wrong. So I instantly got out my phone and Googled, are blueberries good for the brain? And this is what came up. Blueberries can help maintain brain function and improve memory. And I shoved my phone in his face and I was like, boom. According to studies, the antioxidants in blueberries may affect areas of your brain that are essential for intelligence. So obviously, it was totally fine for me to encourage Stevenson saying he looked smarter after eating blueberries because by eating them, he was helping out his intelligence. And I mean, a parent has to do what a parent has to do, and it's working, so why not do it? Okay, now I'll give you the best brain foods to feed your kids for brain development. Here you go. And what do you know? First on the list, berries. They are bursting with vitamin C, and they're important for the formation of neurotransmitters, the chemicals used for signaling the nervous system. Plums are the next food on the list, which can help regulate mood, which if you're a parent and you want to help your child out with that, I have not been feeding my kids plums, but I can tell you what, I'm adding plums to the list because we got to regulate that mood. And you know what? I probably need to pop a few plums myself. Next on the list, sweet potatoes. They are packed with vitamin A, which is essential to brain health. And then fish, something that my kids love is salmon. And they didn't grow up eating salmon at all. It's something I had to introduce to them and they really didn't like it at first. But the more that I made it and figured out exactly how they like to eat it, which is more on the crispier side of things, they really love it. I air fry the salmon. If you have an air fryer, highly recommend you pop salmon in there. If you don't have an air fryer, go to Amazon. I have one on my Amazon page, radioamy.com to find my favorite things on Amazon. But My daughter, Sashira, she does hers in the air fryer like three different times. I can cook it one round and I'm fine with that. She likes to cook it three rounds and it gets it the right taste for her. She likes it a little bit crunchy on top. But salmon is high in omega-3 fat called DHA, which is important for building nerve cells that are responsible for healthy brain growth and development, as well as learning skills. So there you go. Berries, plums, sweet potatoes, fish. There's obviously way more foods than that, but this is just a simple little article that I found. And I think that kids will like all four of those things. And then another good account to follow on Instagram, which I've talked about her before, is at kids eat in color. Well, there's periods in there. So if you're on Instagram, do at kids.eat.color 
in dot color. And she has so many great posts on how we as parents can create a healthy relationship with food and our kids. Because navigating that is hard, especially if you're one of my Outweigh listeners and you've struggled with food and you don't want to pass any of your disordered eating on to your kids. Uh, She helps out a lot with how to word things for your kids and their little brains to receive it and not then see food as any sort of reward or treat or make them want it more when really it's because they were told they couldn't have it type of situation, you know what I'm talking about? And one of the great tips that I learned from her, and I don't even know when she posted this, but I try not to say no to my kids anymore when they ask for certain things. I try to switch the language, and instead of saying no, I just say, hey, actually, we're not going to have that now. I think an example she gave one time was her kids wanted a particular snack, and her response wasn't no. She just said, oh, that's not on the menu for today's snack, but maybe we can plan on that for a snack tomorrow. And then she ends up incorporating it in there. And then it doesn't seem like this thing they can't have causing them to crave it even more. And we do that to ourselves as adults. That's why dieting doesn't work. And I hate that it took me till I was like 38, 39 years old to realize I needed to be anti-diet and ditch everything I had basically been taught since I was a kid. But that's been better for my brain and how I view food. And hopefully that will be the same for you. But if you're a mom and you've got kids, I definitely recommend following that account and incorporating these brain foods into your kid's diet if you can. So as we struggle with working from home, the kids possibly not going back to school in the fall, if you're a parent, maybe it's unemployment for some of you listening right now or your business at half capacity, or maybe it has to shut down again soon, or you're not able to see certain loved ones that you would love to just give them a hug and you can't. There's just so much coming at us right now, including the news, that sometimes we have to take a step back and focus on our well-being. And I wanted to share with you some ways you can boost your mental health. I was doing some research for myself, really, because I knew that I needed to make sure I was paying attention to my well-being. So I thought, you know what? My podcast listeners need this too, because I want you to be intentional about focusing on on your well-being, it's super important, especially during crazy times such as these. So one of the things I keep seeing everywhere when it comes to making sure that you're taking care of yourself, it's that you should set a time limit on watching or reading the news. I can't emphasize this enough. And we've had to enforce this rule at our house. My husband was having the news on way too much. And again, a lot of us aren't going into the office as regularly as we used to. I mean, maybe you're starting to go back to work, maybe not. A lot of people are still full-blown working at home. And I know for me, when I'm at the studio, I don't have a TV on. I don't have the news going. But when I could work from home, and my husband is, he has the news on all the time. And it's just not healthy. It's not good. The news can sensationalize things. I think it's important to be informed with what's going on, but it can be really negative at times and all-consuming. I took a break from the news almost fully on my vacation. I think I only watched the news like 
twice when I was in Colorado with my family and occasionally would come across things on Twitter and Instagram, but really tried to block it out intentionally. But when we got back to Nashville, we were back at home and then back in our normal routine. And there my husband was waking up in the morning, making coffee, turning on the news. And I sat there watching it thinking the world is ending doom and gloom. I was just off in la-la land in my own world thinking life is great and the world is ending. It's over. And I think that I probably should have eased my way into the news. We probably went a little too fast too soon, turned it on, got right into it and probably watched a little too much of it. So I highly recommend taking a break. But when you do re-enter into the news world, do it slowly and make sure you have a way to incorporate some positive news into your cycle. That's why on The Bobby Bone Show, we do Tell Me Something Good. We love sharing the feel-good news. Maybe on Instagram, follow some of the feel-good news accounts. That way you can get those good stories mixed in and you won't think, whole world is totally falling apart, although a lot of it is. Another thing you can do for yourself and your mental well-being is to make small decisions every day. And I think that this falls in line with something I've talked about before. And it's a saying that a lot of people use, but my husband likes to use as well. And it's how do you eat an elephant? And it's one bite at a time. I'm someone that can get easily overwhelmed by things. But what's been super helpful for me as I've been in therapy and working through some things is having a list of really small accomplishments and small decisions that I can take care of every day that I can check off that really make me feel good. And they're things that I can control and I know that I can get done. And that's been helpful. Maybe every day you give yourself a transition time to go from one thing to the next, whatever that looks like for you. I mean, all of us are in totally different walks of life. Some of us going through similar things, but not exactly the same. Our work situations, our family situations are very different. But when you're going from thing to thing, give yourself transition time from each thing. Because a lot of us aren't used to doing all the things from the same location, which is, you know, for a lot of us, our houses right now. So transition times are important. Schedule a worry time. Now, this is something when I was looking at mental health, I was like, wait, I had to like research the research that I was doing because I was like, what? But to me, it, it made sense because I've encouraged a lot of you sometimes to schedule a crying appointment because crying can be so good for you and you need to get some of those emotions out. So maybe you need to watch a sad movie. Maybe you need to go to your closet and think of really sad things and get out all the tears because crying is good for you. And maybe you don't have time to cry all the time, but you can set an appointment to go make yourself cry and it'll be good. And so when I was researching this, I was like, oh, well, yeah, scheduling a worry time is basically the same thing as scheduling a crying time. I don't think it's good to carry your worry all throughout the day. Obviously, if you have an anxiety that needs to be addressed by a medical professional, I hope that you will go do that. But I mean, everyday worries that may be popping up, it's not going to be beneficial for us to just worry all throughout the day. But if we work it into our schedule, which might sound really, really weird, but you can schedule yourself a time to worry about things. And it'll be really good for you to get all of those things out. And then you can proceed with the rest of your day or a better night's sleep. Now, it sounds like you're scheduling a time to be negative, but I really don't think that that's the case. I do think too, with this, you could counter that with scheduling a time to 
think about things that you're thankful for and you're grateful for. Like maybe follow the four things gratitude protocol, which is just jotting down four things every day that you're grateful for. I mean, that's why Mary and I made our journal that we have, which if you want one, you can find one. It's at radioamy.com or fourthings.com. It's tie-dye. It's cute, which I will say we're working on a new one. It's in the works I've shared some quotes with you all from it. We're trying to decide on the cover right now and what we should do. We actually have two that we're working on, but one we might have to save till next spring. But we will have a new one because I've seen that some of you are filling up your journals and you're done and they're complete and that's amazing. Maybe you don't have a journal. Maybe you don't want to buy a journal, but you can jot down four things in your phone or you have an old notebook. You can write them down. Schedule a time to do that too. So schedule your worry time and schedule your gratitude time, which Leads me to another thing that a lot of people are saying to do for mental health is to write or talk out your feelings. So maybe it's journaling, but in a more in-depth way. I think that jotting down what you're grateful for is amazing. And you know, that's what we encourage with the journal. You can either make it a one-word thing or you can do a whole paragraph. It's up to you. But Maybe you need to journal about what you're really going through right now and your feelings, or you need to talk to someone, whether that's your sister, your best friend, your spouse, your significant other, a therapist maybe, which knowing when to get professional help is also something that was on a lot of lists when it came to taking care of your mental health. So that's something that you can do. It's okay to let yourself be sad about things. I saw a lot of encouragement for that and how it's okay. I feel like even to my therapist, I a lot of times will tell her something that's bothering me and I'll immediately back it up with, I mean, but it feels so lame when I say that out loud because that's not a real problem, it doesn't seem. And she's like, no, 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 no. You need to address those. It's fine. Yes, there are worse things in the world, but that's something that's going on in your life at this moment that you need to address. So it's okay to feel sad about it and to want to talk about it. So allow yourself to be sad about things, even if it's, you know, like this summer, a lot of people have missed vacations and things that they had planned and big parties and weddings and celebrations and birthdays and milestones and all kinds of stuff that really, yeah, in the grand scheme of thing, I mean, there's a lot of things going on in the world. I mean, people are dying. So why would you want to feel selfish about not being able to have this certain party that you wanted to have or go on this trip that you wanted to go on? But it's okay to grieve that stuff and to sit with it and to put it out there. It is okay. Let's give each other permission to do that. And then you can move on from it and you don't have to be stuck with it or have it affect you later. I mean, it's okay. Let's mourn it in the proper time to be mourned, which is now. Okay, so that pretty much sums up some things that I found that could help you with your mental health. And I just want each of you to try to take care of yourselves as best as you can. You, yourself, your family, your friends, whatever you got to do, because we are all in this together. And I think we'll emerge from 2020 stronger than ever. At least that is my hope. Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, 
They have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. In every pair of Tacova's boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. Tacova's boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they're going to last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tacova store, where you're going to be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. So come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com. And don't go gently, y'all. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org.